In my devotional reading this week, I came to Psalm 135, and here's what the psalmist wrote in verses 15 to 18. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak, eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear, nor is there breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. I have always found it rather strange that any thinking and intelligent human being could be so naive as to sculpt an idol out of wood or stone and then revere and worship that object. Ah, strange as it is, human beings have a long history across all cultures of making and worshiping idols. What is in us that we find idols so attractive? Now, before you protest and say, what are you talking about? I don't worship an idol. Yeah, before you come to that conclusion, you at least need to know what an idol is. An idol is anything that a human being looks to for ultimate security. I'm safe if I have this or I'm doing that. For ultimate hope and trust. And that it is that thing that justifies our existence. I count because of this. It is the thing or status or activity that confirms that you are someone important and loved. Idols, of course, then, are not true and living, a true and living God, but that's not to say that they are without any power. Common idols in West Wichita are money, family, yeah, you heard me, your own children and your spouse. It can be your social status, your talents, your abilities, your job. An idol is, is that certain something or someone that if you lost it, you would be a wreck. You'd never be the same because your whole world revolves around it or them. Idols are so precious and so important that we willingly sacrifice other important and precious items in service to them. We offer sacrifices because we expect a return on our investment, which is the good life that we're all after and that we so desperately want, and this is what's going to give it to me. <sighs> Idols promise then control over the awful events that we fear will happen. If you want to know what your idol is, look to what you fear losing the most in your life. What are the one or two things that you just cannot and will not live without? And would sacrifice all to keep, because that's what you're doing. That is your idol. But you protest. The things on my list that I would not live without are good things. My kids, my spouse, my job. Well, you're right. And we use these precious items to make our idols. It's not wrong that we want them, but that we want them too much. We expect them to justify our existence. I'm not anyone if I'm not a mom or married or working at my job. Now, 
I'm going to push this one step further and suggest that in our pursuit to make and fashion an idol, that we will even use the true God Himself as the building material for an idol. Yeah, we can take the Bible, our worship life, our relationship with God, and use our religious practice just like we would an idol of wood or stone. And you can know that you are using your religious practice as an idol when you become angry that God is not doing what you want, when you threaten to give up on Him if He doesn't show up and do something that you really want done. Yes, losing faith and doubt and drifting away from God come from a disappointment that God is not an idol that we can control through sacrifices, prayers, and worship. Knowing that this is true of myself, Every so often, I will pray that the Lord would keep me from making Him something that He is not in my heart, and that how I imagine Him would be how He actually is. I am cautious about my feelings of Him, which are so devout and deep and precious to me, my certainty of who He is and what He is like, because... I know that my heart is always yearning to make Him after my own image and in my own likeness. For I hear His word in the Bible through my ears that hear what I want to hear, and I see Him through my eyes that filter out everything that is not of my liking. My mouth speaks only the words that I would like for Him to say. Lord, have mercy on us all and save us. That is my prayer, for we are all idol makers and idol worshipers. The true and living God knows that we cannot and will not have Him as He is, so He comes to us. He seeks us out. He finds us. And there, having found us, He reveals Himself in flesh and blood through His Son, Jesus and like an idol, he has a mouth, and he speaks, repent, and believe the good news. He has eyes, and he sees our desperate and fearful life, and he looks with compassion on us. He has hands, and he reaches out to take hold of ours, providing real rescue. He has a body, and he has offered it into death that we might be released from our dead-end pursuit of seeking to be God ourselves through our idols. He has a resurrected body and now sits at the right hand of the Father and offers you and me life with Him, forgiven, loved, safe, and secure forever. Nothing can take us from His hand. Everything that we looked for in an idol he gives you for real right now. And because He is real, and we can only have Him then on His terms, they are terms based on truth and love, but they are His terms, for He is God. We don't willingly give up our idols, but we have died with Jesus in our baptism and have been raised with Him into a new life where He and He alone is God, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit. 
Consider then taking my prayer up on your own lips and your own heart as well, that the Lord would help you to examine your heart so that you might turn away from what you would like God to be, to turn away from only hearing and seeing in Him what you wish He were like, and by faith, a God-given, grace-filled faith, have Him as He really is, so that when He speaks through His Word of the Scriptures, that you might hear His voice, so that when your eyes see Jesus in action, you may truly see Him as He is. For you are His dear one, His precious treasure, that He would not live without, but gave up His life in order that you might truly be His, forgiven, loved, wanted, and forever. May the Lord then bless your weekend. And hope to see you all in worship this weekend. I'll actually be with you here at Ascension. Had a great time last week in Pratt, but now back here. See you in Bible class and the rest of the Sunday.